listen to the best of the church's music for the Advent season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. Sacred music for the Advent season. LutheranPublicRadio.org. Pro-lifers and pro-life organizations often cite the number of abortions that are performed every year or that have been performed cumulatively since the Roe v. Wade ruling. Now they're citing new numbers like the number of abortions that are not being performed since the Dobbs ruling. But one thing we know about abortion numbers, whether it's the number of abortions or the rate at which women have abortions, it is underreported. All those numbers All those numbers are underestimates of the number of actual abortions. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to talk about new abortion data coming from the Guttmacher Institute, Dr. Michael New. He's visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America. He's associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow with Americans United for Life. He's a columnist for National Review Online and author of an essay titled New Guttmacher Data, Show us abortion rate increase in 2020. Dr. New, welcome back. Thanks, Trevor. Much appreciated. The Centers for Disease Control had reported a slight decline in abortions for 2020. What does the latest from the Guttmacher Institute say? Yeah, unfortunately, the new Guttmacher data, which came out last week, shows that abortions went up. There's a slight increase, a 1% increase both in the number of abortions and a 1% increase in the abortion rate. Briefly, what is the difference between the raw number of abortions and the rate? Well, the raw number of abortions is simply the number of abortions that are performed. The rate kind of looks at the fraction of women of of childbearing age uh, who have an abortion any given year. That Sometimes numbers can be inflated by just population increases. We look at the rate that effectively holds population constant. Why do you believe that the Guttmacher numbers are more accurate than the CDC's? For a couple of reasons. First off, Guttmacher is able to obtain data from all 50 states and the District of Columbia. The CDC data this year did not present data from California or Maryland or New Hampshire. These are states that frequently do not report data. California has not reported any abortion data to the CDC since 1997. So that's one reason. A second reason is there are just some big undercounts in the CDC data. The CDC reported in New Jersey 52% fewer abortions than Guttmacher did. They reported more than 42% fewer abortions in, in New York than Guttmacher did. So in just some states, you have these big undercounts, and that just leads me to question the reliability of the CDC data. Speak a, a little more in general of just about the general weakness of federal abortion reporting. Yeah, sure. Federal abortion reporting requirements are very weak. That reporting data to the CDC is basically voluntary. I don't think that states face any negative consequences if they refuse to present data. I don't think they face any negative consequences if they present you know, incomplete or flawed data. So it's largely voluntary, and that unfortunately hurts the quality of the data the CDC releases. What happened in states like Missouri where the last abortion clinic closed in 2020? The St. Louis Planned Parenthood 
is still open, but by and large, they quit doing abortions in 2020. And abortions in Missouri fell by 89%. That's obviously a good development. Now, obviously, the closure of that Planned Parenthood you know, isn't magical. Some women obtained abortions in Illinois and other nearby states, but it does clearly show that you know, when abortion facilities close, abortion numbers go down. So what is the overall lesson from states like Missouri? Well, one just lesson is that, you know, public policy matters. If we're able to pass, you know, effective laws that result in abortion facilities closing, unborn children will be saved. On the converse, when we change policy in a way to make abortion policy more permissive, abortion numbers are going to go up. For instance, starting in 2000, Maine started covering elective abortions through their Medicaid program. In Maine, abortions went up 13%. Virginia repealed a bunch of pro-life laws in 2020. They repealed an informed consent law. They repealed a waiting period. Abortion numbers in Virginia went up by 14%. So when abortion policy becomes more permissive, abortion numbers tend to go up. What else have we learned from both the CDC and the Guttmacher data? We've also seen a that both data sets agree that there's been a very large short-term increase in the number of chemical abortions. According to the Guttmacher data, the number of chemical abortions actually increased by 44% between 2017 and 2020. The fraction of all abortions, their chemical abortions, went from 39% to around 53% during that same time span. So right now, more than half of all abortions are chemical abortions. What does the pro-life landscape then look like so far post-Roe? Right now, there's certainly a lot of positive developments. After the Dobbs decision, right now 13 states are legally protecting pre-born children. Additionally, Georgia now protects pre-born children after six weeks, after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. So, you know, we're making some very good progress in some conservative states, but we also see challenges in politically liberal states. Some of these states are making their abortion policies more permissive. We do see abortion numbers rising in certain states. So certainly uh, the Dobbs decision has given us a lot of opportunities, but pro-lifers still face a lot of challenges as well. What does the increased percentage of chemical abortions likely mean for the accuracy, the future accuracy of abortion reporting? Yeah, I think chemical abortions are hard to count. I think that we don't really track them quite as well. It's going to become even harder because, you know, the Biden administration, FDA, is now allowing women to obtain these dangerous chemical abortion drugs without an in-person medical exam. I also think another thing that's going to happen is that women are going to start likely ordering chemical abortion pills in the mail in states where the pre-born are protected. So tracking chemical abortion numbers is going to be a challenge for pro-lifers in the future. Why then should pro-lifers redouble their efforts in abortion-friendly states? Well, again, we've done quite a lot of good you know, passing some strong pro-life laws in conservative states, you know, but abortion numbers are increasing in many other states. And you know, I know that in some states it's very hard to elect people who are pro-life. But one thing I always tell people is no matter where you are, there's always things you can do to build a culture of life. And if uh, electing pro-life people isn't feasible, there's always prayer, there's always educational efforts, there's always supporting pregnancy help centers, and there's always activities like sidewalk counseling. So through education, and offering good services to pregnant women, you know, we can build a culture of life everywhere. Dr. Michael New is visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America. He's associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow with Americans United for Life. He's a columnist for National Review Online and author of an essay titled New Guttmacher Data, 
show abortion rate increase in 2020. You'll find a link to this column and to the Charlotte Lozier Institute at issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Dr. New, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Folks, the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate supports local pro-life efforts, both big and small. The LCMS is offering $1 million in matching grants to LCMS congregations. Find out more about the million-dollar match at lcms.org slash life, lcms.org slash life. Mark Tooley joins us on the other side of the break. We will talk about a congregational exodus from the United Methodist Church. And then Pastor David Peterson kicks off a series with us on marriage enrichment. I'm Todd Wilkin. Stay tuned. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. I am beautiful because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of his family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Wildwood, Missouri is a proud sponsor of Issues Etc. And if you enjoy the relevant, Christ-centered teachings presented on this program, then you should come and join us at St. Paul's on Sundays at 9 a.m., where you will hear sermons that proclaim Jesus Christ and Him crucified for our sins and enjoy in-depth Bible studies to help us grow as disciples. For more information, check us out at stpaullutheranwildwood.org. This is Molly Hemingway encouraging you to listen to my favorite podcast, Issues Etc. Every day you get in-depth interviews with host Todd Wilkin asking expert guests substantive, thought-provoking questions on all of the important news and issues of our day. The expert guests are in culture, law, ethics, philosophy, theology, and apologetics. Expert guests, expansive topics, always extolling Christ, Issues Etc. College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, offers ACT, SAT, and PSAT test prep, scholarship application classes, college and career counseling, and more. Hi, this is Lori Konsky, president of College Preparation Station. We have helped our students obtain more than $7 million in tuition scholarships in 12 years. Find out more at cpsprep.com. Let us help you create a vision and find your future. The College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, cpsprep.com.